Hi, I'm Charlie Calhoun. Uh, my family and I have been coming to Horizons for about 10 years now. We started coming because my children came to VBS and I came back for the Thursday night end of VBS and was blown away. And so we came on Sunday because my son really wanted to sing at the Sunday service and was really touched by the message that Horizons said. And it was Pastor Jason's, one of his first sermons here. We've been coming ever since. The reason we come back is because it's more than just a church, it's a community, it's my family. It has been an important part of our lives, an important part of my son's life, uh, my kids' lives. As a matter of fact, my son Jeffrey went for his Eagle Scout this year, and for his Eagle Scout project, it was to give back to the church. We've been giving to the church, whether it's our time, talent, or treasure, uh, for all those years, because the church has given us so much. It's given us a stability of family. It's been there in times of need for all of our family, especially my kids. They love coming to VBS. Um, they just, it's an important part for all of them. So what's my story? My story is this is my second family. I'm involved with the men's group here that we meet. Uh, my kids are involved with VBS, uh, with Fusion, with different programs here, and they have been for the last 11 years. Uh, in fact, Megan, who has graduated from high school and who has special needs, now is helping out with Fusion on Wednesday nights, and that's kind of the highlight of her week. I'm a firm believer that giving back to the church, not only your, your time and your talent, but also your treasures is hugely important. A major milestone came for me this uh, spring when our family went through some challenges. Um, didn't really know where some of the funds would come from. And by the grace of God, things just kind of started opening up for me. And I came to realize that it's not my money, it's his. He's given it to us and we're supposed to use that money to serve him. And I love Horizon's message and goal and mission statement, and that is bringing all kids to Christ. That's hugely important. And kids have always been a big part of my life and an important part of my life. And so it's just a little thing that we can do, my family can do to give back so that the future generations can come to know Christ. I love that video for a lot of reasons, and I'll quote it again at the end of my message, but I love it because I, he talks about his kids, how they once attended Fusion and VBS, and now they're, they're helping lead it. And that's thanks in part to, to many of you. Many of you were, were their youth leaders or uh, helped support them on a, a mission trip or a retreat or gave in other ways to provide for the, the youth program that we have here. So thank you for that. I also love what he said about, he said it's more than just a church, it's a community. And I, I love thinking about that in lots of different ways that it's more than just a. So today is Communion Sunday, and I like to think about that in the same, the same way. It's more than just a table, but it's a, a table that is open to all. It's more than just bread and juice, but it is the Lord's table. And at the end of the service, we'll all be invited to come up front to receive that, that and be a part of 
Holy Communion. So if you're online with us, we want to welcome you and thank you for being online. And if you would like to participate in communion later as this body of Christ, uh, grab a, a bread or a cracker, water, juice, whatever. And at the end of the service, we will invite you to share with us in that time. And if you are a, a visitor, maybe this is your first time with us when we've served communion. This is an open table. All are welcome to receive communion. I'll say that again at the end, so you are welcome to join us and come up front. Uh, but if you are not ready for that, that, that's okay too. There is certainly no judgment. So in addition to communion today, we will focus on the verse that this series has been all about. We've had this prayer, and uh, we've, we've talked about this verse, and we've talked about the other verses that are wrapped around this verse. But today we're going to focus on 1 Corinthians 3.9. We are God's co-workers, you are God's field, God's building. Now, we're going to talk about what it means to be a good co-worker of God, but first, just for the fun of it, let's talk about what it means to be a bad co-worker. Now, uh, there are, you think of some TV characters, and right away you, you can think of some who would just make awful co-workers. I think of uh, Kimmy Gibbler from Full House and Urkel from Family Matters, uh, Dwight from The Office, or even worse, probably Andy Bernard. Uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons would be a pretty awful co-worker. Uh, Dennis the Menace. I don't know. Uh, Jenny from Pretty, Pretty Little Liars. Uh, I, I asked the Facebook world, I asked them this question, like what, what TV character or what character would you uh, think that would be a bad coworker? And there were some pretty strong opinions. Many of you uh, commented and uh, there, were, there were lots. Uh, Nellie from Little House on the Prairie. Uh, Ron Swanson or April from Parks and Rec, pretty much anyone on, uh, fam from Family Guy. Uh, Vecna from Stranger Things, yeah, probably pretty bad coworker. Now, there are certain characteristics that uh, make someone hard to work with, and I, I kind of wish I would have asked on Facebook, like, why? Like, who's the character that you wouldn't want to work with and why? And I'm guessing some of the reason is because of personality differences. Sometimes there's just different personalities that are harder to work with for us. Now, we've all been in workplaces or volunteer roles or different things where we've had really outstanding coworkers or favorite people to work with. And then we've been in situations where there's been a bit more challenging people to work with. But if we're honest, we're, we're going to admit that sometimes those difficult coworkers, right, it's us, it's us. Now, if you do a Google search of things that you can do that you will make you a bad coworker, there are a lot of articles. But here are some highlights. Uh, some things that you can do to, to make you a bad coworker: taking credit for others' work, bad-mouthing coworkers or the boss, not pulling your own weight, and complaining about everything, just kind of having a bad attitude always. Now, we are God's 
co-workers. That's what this verse is telling us. And so if we apply these principles to our relationship with God as a co-worker, it, it, it could look like this. First, we would give credit to God for the credit that God deserves. And I, I, my message a couple weeks ago was about giving God credit, and it's a really important reminder. In that message a couple weeks ago, I, I listed a bunch of things that, accomplishments that Horizons did, and next week you'll see a, a video recap of some more things that we have done, but it's always we go back to giving credit to God. Now, if we want to be good co-workers of God, we will not badmouth God or our fellow siblings in Christ. And this can be challenging at times because sometimes, quite honestly, we, we don't understand and we are angry with God. I, I think God can take our anger because there is this great mystery around God and how God works sometimes, and I think that's okay. But for the most part, we need to make sure Sure that we are speaking about God for the wonderful things that God does. And we need to speak about our siblings in Christ at well too. And that can also be challenging at times. So we also need to uh, each pull our own weight, whatever that looks like. Last week we talked about proportional giving. We were all, were all in unique situations. We all were uniquely made. And uh, pulling our own weight means that we pull our weight not someone else's. God made us with a purpose, and all of us, we all have different purposes. And lastly, to be a good coworker of God is really important is not complaining, right? Not having a, a bad attitude, but rather having a, a good attitude, and that's something we can probably all work on at times. So the, the Bible verse says we are God's coworkers, and then it says... We're God's field, and we are God's building. So let's talk about that for a little bit of how that can help us be God's co-workers. Now, we are God's co-workers, but this is not assuming that we are equal to God. And Paul, who wrote this letter to the, the people in Corinth, did not think that. The verses before and after this are, are pretty clear that... Uh, he does not put us on the same level as God, okay? That, that is, we are insignificant to the God that we serve. But it says that we are God's field. It says that we are God's building. Now, if you look at the word field in, uh, in this scripture passage, it comes from the Greek word georgion, and it means husbandry. Now, the definition of husbandry means uh, care or management or conservation of resources. So that is one part of it. Now, the building part comes from the word that means the act of building up. So we care for, manage, and conserve the resources provided by God and build up the kingdom of God on earth so that others can know Christ. That is how we fulfill this verse faithfully. Now, we have 
we have moved into November and uh, around here in this part of the country, it's when the, the fields are beginning to get harvested and, and things start to turn brown a little. And the seasons move very quickly. It's like you blink and we're on to the next season. And the joke is, as soon as Halloween is over, bam, Christmas carols are everywhere. But after Halloween, we miss an important holiday, and it's not Thanksgiving. So Halloween was originally called All Hallows' Eve, Hallow being a saint, so All Saints' Eve. And the, the, the holiday that we sometimes miss is the day after All Hallows' Eve, which is All Saints' Day. Now, All Saints Day began in uh, 609 AD and has been recognized by the church um, since then uh, in the Catholic tradition, in the Methodist tradition, in, in other Protestant traditions as well. And All Saints Day, it's a chance for us to give thanks for those who have gone before us in the faith. The saints that are well known and the saints that are lesser known. So from early on, the church, in the church, in Christianity, it was believed that the church consisted both of those living and those no longer living. That is the church. So we celebrate on All Saints Day this great cloud of witnesses who are still encouraging us today. It's a day that we, we, we also we remember people uh, in our hearts that we for, we, we've, uh, we've lost, but it's also a day where we remember those on earth and those in glory who led us to Jesus. And we think about uh, also our, our connection with other brothers and sisters and siblings in, in, uh, in Christ around the world. Uh, sometimes those siblings in Christ who are harmed simply because they are Christians. So All Saints Day, it's a connection thing. It's a connection with our siblings uh, in Christ around the world, in the present, uh, the past, and the future. So we were not God's first co-workers, and we will not be God's last co-workers. I want to go back to that testimony video of Charlie, and Charlie said this. He's talking about his family, and he says, we give back so that the future generations can come to know Christ. That's what it means to be co-workers of Christ. The best co-workers build up one another and add to the chorus add to the future of whatever organization that coworker, the coworkers are working for. It's kind of like those flash mobs that were popular a few years back, right? One person would start singing or dancing and, and others would join in and, 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 and soon the whole room would be in unison and in, in harmony together. So we, we, today we are going to share together in, in, this holy, in this holy meal. And we share together in this holy meal, and there, there are a lot of things that we call this meal. Uh, sometimes we call this meal the, the Eucharist. 
Sometimes we call this meal the the holy sacrament. Uh, We call it the Lord's Supper, breaking the bread. But the way I like to think about it, and how I want you to think about it today, is about calling it communion. Because the definition of communion means sharing together intimate thoughts and feelings and actions. And Jesus started this tradition of communion. And he gave us the, the command and the invitation to continue on in this tradition. It was uh, shared by his disciples. And there's, we've lost a lot of things along the way, a lot of things that God has commanded us to do. But this remains this idea of sharing this, this holy meal, this time of communion together. And this time of communion together is about remembering Christ's actions on the cross. It's the idea that this meal was shared by disciples and followers for years and years. And here we are still doing it. It's, it's a holy mystery because Christ is, is present in this meal. And, and yet we don't quite understand how it all works. We can't fully explain it, but Christ is here. So what does it mean to, to be a co-worker of God? Part of the United Methodist Communion Liturgy says, uh, as an invitation to the table, it says... Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin, and seek to be at peace with one another. By seeking peace with one another, we we will continue to share the love of Jesus with the next generation. And that's what communion is about. That's what giving is about. That's what being a part of a faith community is about. That's what Horizons is about. That's what being a coworker of God is all about. So I want to take a moment before we share in this meal together. And I want you to think about those who came before us. Maybe somebody who shared with you what it was, what it meant to love Jesus. And I want you just to take a moment and lift up those, that person or those persons in your heart. think about people in the past, we think about people in the present, now I want to take a moment for you to think about the future, the next generation, and I want you to imagine just for a moment what a church for them might look like if we live in peace with one another.
we remember that night in which Jesus gave himself up for us. And Jesus took the bread and he gave thanks to you and he broke the bread and he gave it to his disciples and he said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, Jesus took the cup and he gave thanks to, to you and he gave it to his disciples and he said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So we ask God today, God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and juice. God, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. Would you join me in the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen.